Okay, there we go. What are you waiting for? Do it! Triple M. Adrian's on the phone. He's in England, and for a small price, he will send a message on a potato to someone on your behalf instead of a Christmas card. How could you deny that? When did you come up with the idea? I got it in early August, really. I was reading a book, essentially, about the science of going viral and the psychology behind it all. How do you get the potatoes to the people? They're about a handful. Palmy hands. A yep. little small envelope. And then just put it in there, wrapped around with a piece of paper. And what kind of potatoes are you using? I use a permanent marker, and I'm using uh, Maris Pier potatoes. Right. Because they're small enough to write on, big enough to go through letterboxes, which is a big obstacle in the UK. And they're big enough for people to take selfies with and share on social media. And what kind of messages do you write for people on potatoes? I'm getting a lot of Merry Christmas ones now. Every now and then it's just like, thank you, or... On an increasingly happy birthday one. All sorts of crazy ones. I hope you've got a lot of potato puns in there as well. Oh, yes, every now and then, yeah. I wish you a merry yeah, chipmas, that kind of stuff. The newspapers had loads more puns about me. Every now and then. Originally, he was a small fry. Yeah, anything of the sort. Oh, it's a beautiful world, isn't it? And how much does it cost? From three ninety nine to six ninety nine. Always it's going to be free delivery and always it's British potato, grown in UK. Can people in Australia get into this service or will it get to the border and they'll go, no potatoes here? Not as of yet. I've not done much research into expanding into Australia. Yeah. I'd have to do a lot of research on the pricing sure. as well as the delivery over there. You know, I don't know how Australians would view spending, but you have Aussie dollars, seven dollars, getting a potato. Oh, are you kidding? We would love it here. First message. Allow me to speak on behalf of the whole of Australia here. We would dig your potatoes. You would love it. Yes. Oh, wow, okay. Can't wait to talk to you when you're a millionaire. Wow, well, thank you very much. You know where this is going. You know there's punchlines everywhere there. What's I mean, I gave away about at least, I don't know, three there. We would dig your potatoes, merry chipmas, small fry. What have you got? I've got nothing. No. You took them all. You get There's hundreds. Well, I can't think of a single one. You can't think of any more? Look, I've got a piece of paper I know, here. I know, it's empty. With no punchlines. Nothing appealing. It just comes to me naturally. I believe I that I'm one. very disappointed in you, Sammy X, but not the listeners, because I know everyone's got a punchline. Man who sends potatoes instead of Christmas cards. One triple three five three. What do you got? So a guy in the UK is sending personalised potatoes through the mail instead of Christmas cards. Which brings us to this. What's the punchline? What's the punchline? And they've got to be hundreds of them, haven't they? How are you, Matt? Good, buddy. So the guy that's sending the potatoes at Christmas time through the mail instead of a card, what's the punchline? Keep off the old block. And I'm sure that's not going to be the last time I hear that. And probably heard a bit. How are you, Aaron? I'm good. That would be very sweet. As in the potato? Yes. That is so clever on so many different levels. Thank you. How are you, Mark? I'm good, too. Yourself? What have you got? What about Merry Christmas? Merry Christmas! That's just... I love you. Darren, there's been some brilliant punchlines here. Yeah, mate. They have been, haven't they? What have you got? I wish you a messy Christmas. Messy Christmas. How are you, Ben? Have you got a punchline here? Yeah, Merry Spudmas. Spudmas! Just another variation on that. What was your one again, Aaron? That would be very sweet. Very sweet. Clever. Peeled back. 
It's got all of the ingredients, hasn't it? The ingredients, I know what I did there. Surprise for you. Punch line! That's the punchline on Triple M. You know that guy that invented... Uh, oh, she bought a Jeep. He bought a Jeep. Probably a millionaire by now. About the one that invented... Oh, it's a Mitzi. Probably a millionaire by now as well. Just like the guy who we spoke to a moment ago in the UK. Who's sending out personalised messages at Christmas. Your message on a potato. I mean, you wouldn't think about that kind of stuff. He's given up his job. He's now sitting at home, writing stupid messages on old bloody potatoes. And he doesn't need a job. I'm telling you, that this is where I'm going to go with this invention I've invented. Stand by. Good afternoon. Yes, hello. I'm just wondering if you can help me out with a patent. Do you look after those sorts of things? We certainly do. Stand by, Australia. Get ready. Hello. Oh, yeah, hello. It's Phil here at Triple M. Um, look, I've invented something, and I just want to know if you can help me with this. So you've invented an invention. Yes. Right? And now you're looking, you'd like to file a patent application. Yes, that's right. So. Yes. Yeah, okay. Um, are you familiar at all with the, the general procedure? No, I don't know what to do. I've just come upon this and I've thought, this is going to change possibly the world. Right, okay. Um, I've yes. invented the 27th letter of the alphabet. Right. Um, how, what do you mean by that? I've invented... A new letter, the 27th letter of the alphabet. Yeah. Um, can you tell me a little bit more? Okay, it's pronounced... It goes right. between X and Y in the alphabet. Okay. And it has a sort of uh, a convex appearance with a little wing on the end. And I think this is going to revolutionise the English language. And uh, <laughs> obviously they're going to be, have to make new keyboards, new... Phone pads. I mean, I've been trying to think about how many things are going to have to change. Yeah, and you will, and you later, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hello? So, as we mentioned before, Soundwave, it seems now, is no more. Not only was there not going to be a Soundwave 2017, but now, next year, no Soundwave 2015, uh, 2016 either, um, which is just such a shame. And we've got all this experimental pop crap that's in vogue at the moment that everybody has the opportunity to go and see. But as far as festivals for heavy music fans, between that and uh, Big Day Out, now we don't have that. We've really got nothing. And I was really looking forward to seeing Refused and Bring Me the Horizon as well. Don't know if you've got any thoughts on this. One triple three five three. if you want to tell us what you think. Gazzo's here. And we were talking about this before as well, in fact, last night, that the promoter, AJ Matter, uh, there didn't seem to be a financial issue. Yeah, he did say in 2014, and this has come from ABC News, and it was printed at the time, uh, Matter said he mentioned several times, we are not on an edge financially with Soundwave. So this is what he said a year ago, but things certainly may have changed within a year. Yeah, it's such a shame because, as you know, when we lived in the UK, you know, uh, there was a such a great festival scene there and you had Reading Leeds, Glastonbury, yeah, Download at Donington and so many other events. And here for next year, uh, we're looking at Blues Fest, maybe a bit of Splendour in the Grass. None of these in major cities either. Yeah, that's right. And of course, uh, remember AJ Matter said he, he never wanted to get into a situation where he had to bring investors into Soundwave because he didn't want to compromise on the quality. Yeah. Uh, he said, I don't want to compromise on what we deliver. This is what he said in June 2014. You know, there's a lot of other Doof Doof festivals, but... I think this poses a question because we've seen Harvest go down after two years. Yeah. Harvest Festival, it was obviously the end of Big Day Out. Vans as well. Is this the end for music festivals in Australia? I mean, 
mean, will people go back to pubs and seeing rock music in pubs? Well, but that's maybe good. that's what we need to do. Maybe we need to go to back to grassroots because maybe we got so big. You know, it's like when all the major record companies bought all the little indie labels, you wow. know. It kind of exploded that way and went down the gurgler and now, you know, we're seeing the formation again of new indie labels. Now maybe people will go back into pubs and support the live music scene at a grassroots level and, you know, it might take 10, 20 years to recycle and regurgitate a music festival again, but, you know, this can only be a good thing, I think, for suburban uh, live music. This confirms what I've always thought about you, Gazzo. You're just like Jennifer Lawrence in Silver Linings Playbook. What's that? Well, you know, being a bit of an optimist, but also a bit mental. Piss off. So now it looks like Soundwave is definitely not going to happen, and that leaves us without a music festival. Stacey, how are you? Hi, I'm good, Phil. How are you? I'm all right. What do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty disappointed. I've just spent loads of money on the Soundwave tickets, and as far as I'm concerned, I think that it's a bit of a bit of a money grab. They're wanting to try and push us into this rubbish, you know, mm. new music era. Yeah. I mean, when you saw the lineup initially, when you're looking at, you know, Disturbed and Bring Me the Horizon. Oh, they're my favourite. You like Disturbed? Yeah. Favorite, my ultimate band. Aside from Pearl Jam, they're... And Eddie Vedder, they're yeah, they're pushing it, but their new album is brilliant. Do you think and they were strong enough though to be the headliner for something like Soundwave? Well, following Metallica, yeah. I, I think that they were kind of pushing it. But you know what? I think they're they're bringing a new sound to metal. It's a little bit softer, but yeah. it's it's definitely winning the hearts and of people. So I no no, I I think absolutely they should be a headliner. I think they're you know we're moving into a new era. People are. Yeah, starting to appreciate metal, and they might have actually brought a bit of a different, different view to metal as opposed to Metallica and people wearing black shirts with long hair. Sure. <laughs> All right. Hey, Stacey, appreciate your call. Thanks, mate. JJ, how are you? What do you think about it? Uh, I think it's a bit rough on the people to lose all the festivals. Like, it's a great experience to go to a big festival and see everyone there. Was there anybody in particular you were looking forward to seeing at this upcoming Soundwave that's not going to happen there? Uh, I didn't have tickets for this one, but some yeah. of the big bands that come out, like I think we're going to miss out on seeing them all at once now. Yeah. Dave, what do you think, man? Man, I reckon the only way to get people back into pubs is have a good smoking section where they can listen to the band. <laughs> do you think it's the smoking band that's killed the music? Do you know what? Over the last couple of years, yeah, I guarantee a lot of people have left pubs and drink elsewhere. Yeah, what about when you go to festivals, you can smoke there, but with the bands that were on the Soundwave lineup this time round, people like Disturbed and Bring Me the Horizon, were they strong enough, do you reckon, for you and your opinion? Oh, mate, I love, love Disturbed, love right. Disturbed. And I haven't heard it for a long time, and yeah, if you could play that, that would be great. Okay, hopefully they'll still come and just do some shows outside of the Soundwave lineup. Yeah, no, I'll probably sit outside the gate and have a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Lee? What do you reckon? Yeah, good show, mate. Um, I think it's absolutely terrible. Hey, like, I was just saying, like, I've, a couple of years ago, I saw a guy who was um, in a wheelchair get picked up above everybody's head. and. Um, oh, I remember right that to... crowd surf through the, the crowd, yeah. Yeah, yeah, got put right to the front so he could see. Hell yeah, I think it was. Do you think the lineup that they had with the Sturd and Bring Me the Horizon and, you know, like the bands like Refused, strong enough, do you think, to have spent the money if there were no other big names added? I would go to just to see Deftone, but I was waiting just for maybe one or two more because sometimes it, it, it's the drip feed that kills it, man. I totally agree with you there. It's like, you know, giving you just small names and then there's the hope that bigger ones will arrive. And when the other ones weren't coming, and like you say, the drip feeds, uh, which they eventually said they were going to stop doing anyway. It's like, if you've got a festival, tell us who's going to be there from day one so we can buy tickets. We'll put it this way, a couple of years ago when Metallica and Blink-182 headlined, yep. like, that was the fastest selling sound wave ever. Best you know, one like, too. Yeah, I agree with you. Oh, hey, Lee, 
Appreciate your call, man. Thanks. No worries, man. Take it easy. Edith's on the phone. She's in Switzerland, and she has the world's largest collection of toilets. Why? I have this fascination with toilets because I was thinking I wanted to make a project in the internet, simple, clear thing, and the thing that everybody uses. So I came to the idea to take a toilet. And because one toilet is a toilet, and a lot of toilets, it's a piece of art. And I would like uh, from Africa and Far East more people to come and to give me toilets. Sure. Yeah, you have to ask people to send me. I think perhaps even uh, in other places of the world we can find something. I don't know if you know, but in New Zealand they've got a very famous toilet and it's encased in glass and it's got a 360 degree view. Yeah, that's very lovely too. But I like the, the toilet from uh, Ukraine. Oh yeah, I'm very familiar with that. What's your toilet like at your house? Uh, you can go to Edit. Uh, now I have to find my toilet. I'm a little nervous. What do you want to do with all of these toilets? My goal is to have a lot of toilets and yep. I want to make a piece of art with all the people together from the world. Wow, you're just like the bono of toilets. Because this is the place that everybody looks the same. I mean, yeah. in this world you have these differences between eating caviar and drinking um, champagne or eating a bottle of rice or yeah. not even drinking clear water. And this place is a place that it's the same. That's what's coming out. No matter your politics, man. I mean, this is the only place. That's that, it. Yes. This is the place. Do you have any famous Swedish songs about toilets? We don't have a folk song about toilets, but I can make you one. Hit me. When I go to the WC, then it's just good. Then it's wieder good. Yes, but you have also to help me a little. Tell the people I need toilets, and I need toilets all from all over the world. And we will make a big piece of art. Edith, it's been very enlightening. Uh, I feel as though I'm going to now look at the world in a completely different way. I love you. It's great. Do it and help me and let's make it together. Yep, sure, will do. Thanks, Edith. She gone? Yeah, she's gone. Nuts. Yep. Okay, Mark, how are you, man? What's going on? I think you're weird, mate. You know that. A bit you weird. Well, she's talking about weird people that actually, you know, one of the ads that I like to hate the, the real insurance ads when they actually uh, ask those um, people, do you smoke? Oh, no, no, no. You're a non smoker. You're a well, I mean, $1 million. I don't smoke, but they. Why can't they just get someone to go, oh, yeah, you smoke and you're an alcoholic, you're all, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Triple M. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'm weird. Am I weird? No, you're weird. It's just that he thought I was a bit weird. I just don't know anybody I'm weird, that's all. No, you're fine, man. Nothing to worry about. Play some Guns N' Roses. Okay. I'll do that. As long as nobody's like, I'm weird. I'm freaked out. No, man, you're good. No, no, you're right. Let's have some Guns N' Roses. You could be mine in the rubber room. Yeah, no time. Just for the record, I'm not weird, everybody. How are you, Tracy? Good, thanks. How are you? Good to talk to you. Are you a fan of Darth Vader? No, but I'm a fan of Eddie Vedder. Well, that works well then. Darth Vedder. Put them together and you've got this. Young girl. Violence. Centre of her own attention. Apparently they say that about you around the office. Oh, um, bitter me. No, it wasn't, but that's okay because you're going to get the next one. Are you ready? Yep. From 
she said. Have I a little story for you? can tell, but you know the song. Oh, f***. I'm still alive, of course. Alive, Paul Jam, yes, you've got it right. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, thank you for not making any more crazy noises. You were freaking me out, man. Gazza with some more goss, not uh, another cover version from Amy from Evanescence. Look, I don't know what her caper is because if Amy Lee was going to come back and, you know, announce to the world that she's back and better than ever and Evanescence is back in form, doing these cover versions, I think there's a better way to herald your return to the music scene. But look, this week it's uh, Baby Did a Bad, Bad Thing, the Chris Isaac song. Yeah. Well, she's done Led Zeppelin's Going to California. Uh, the U2 version of With or Without You that we heard gave me jet lag. I haven't heard the Porter's Heads version of It's a Fire. Let's have a listen to this and see how we feel. You have a prey with all your heart and soul just to watch him walk away. Baby did a bad, bad thing. I need to lie down in a Bex. <laughs> I like making up stupid band names too, by the way. Good. Oh, hi, mate. It's Phil here at Triple M. We're just looking for some of these bands. I just wondered if you had any in stock. Okay. Uh, do you have the um, above average weight band? Got the average white band. No, the above average weight band. No. Four Nurses of the Apocalypse? No. The Urinals? Temporary darkening of the stool. No. Sweaty bum chunks. I don't think we'll have any of those. Uh, What about um, lick the dog? No. Gravity ass. No. Holy Mary, mother of Bert. No. The angry amputees. No. Ice cream headache. No. Bionic roommate. No. Concrete octopus. No. Heavy pink insulator. No. Guns and wankers. No, there must be some band, if there is. Yeah, no. What about My White Bread Mum? No. Question Marky Mark? No, don't have that. Uh, 74 Megs of Ryan? No. REO Speed Dealer? No. Pure Bastard Extract? No. Vegetarian Cowmeat? No. The Yeasty Girls? No, no, no. Where's the Pope? No. You Need a Spanking? (laughs) Brutal Noodle? Uh... Herpes Cineplex? No. Mother Trucker's Yellow Duck? No. Out of Body Lama? No. The 2015 Rockies are going to be happening on New Year's Eve. Thanks to you, the Triple M Music Jurors that voted in the categories. And the big lineup this year are Dave Grohl, Slash, Chris Cornell, Sebastian Bach, Billy Idol, Alice Cooper, all presenting awards in categories that you nominated for. You can still nominate as well. If you're not a Triple M Music Jury yet, go to triplem.com.au and sign up. Get involved in that, and someone's going to win themselves a Marshall Amp Bar Fridge as well. One of the great categories I like as well that I always enjoy doing is Best Breakthrough Artist. And I'm just looking through some of the nominees that have come through from the first week of voting from the Music Jurors. And the Rubens are in there, and Royal Blood as well. Dead Letter Circus, who've had a fantastic year. Also, Courtney Barnett, who's brilliant. 
And just a really amazing breakthrough artist from Australia and the States. 21 Pilots, who we're playing a couple of songs from. Stressed Out being one. Bad Dreams, I love those guys from Adelaide. Certainly they deserve a gong this year in the Rockies. Ex-Ambassadors as well, who we've only learnt really about during the Rubber Room with the song Renegades. And other people they think are best breakthroughs. People like Winery Dogs, who I've never heard of. And this is great too, because it's a great opportunity for us to find out about bands that we might not know about. Like Winery Dogs. Um, who I'll have to look up. Somebody else said Clowns. Love those guys. Bit of hardcore from Melbourne. They're brilliant. Somebody else said Dallas Frasca. They're terrific too. What a great band. They do, certainly deserve a bit of breakthrough. And here's another band I've never heard of. Palace of the King. Looking forward to digging them up and having a listen to them. And a band that I really like from Sydney as well called Born Lion. They've had a couple of votes. And I was talking to Michael Gadinsky at the Arias. He suggested a band we should have a listen to. Very keen on Slum Sociable. They've got an EP out that really itchy. I went saw them the other night. And obviously, you know, Meg Mack, I'd be desperate to sign her, but we'll see what happens. Okay, so what's the name of the band? I'm going to get, look it up and play a bit now. It's uh, Slum, S-L-U-M, Sociable. In a small room that wind caves in all night. Trippy, isn't it? It's a trip hop. I don't mind it. Got any bands you know of that we don't know that I haven't mentioned there that are worthy of a bit of a mention and somebody that we should look through for as perhaps being a best breakthrough artist for next year? Give me a call. One triple three five three. Maybe a band that you've seen that we're not playing that we should know about. One triple three five three. And I'm going to have a look for some of these bands as well, like Palace of the King. I'm definitely interested in. Have a listen to Clowns if you haven't heard them yet, you like your hard stuff. And Winery Dogs, too. I'll have a look and see what they're about. One triple three five three. Who would you like to see represented as a new breakthrough artist? Adam, you got a band here that we should have a look at, so maybe next year for the breakthrough artists in the Rockies? It's called Sister Zone. Sister Zone. Are they from Melbourne? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they play all around Brunswick. Yeah, yeah I've seen them. I had a look at their video when I was doing Homegrown. They're kind of like a bit glam metal, aren't they? Yeah, that's it, bud. Yeah, that's right. it, mate. Appreciate that. But Thanks, like... Adam. Appreciate that. Hey, Bronnie, how are you? Which band do you want us to look out for here? There's a new and upcoming band called Fallen Star. Fallen yeah. Star? Where are they from and what are they like? Um, they're Melbourne-based. They're over at Ringwood and Baronia and Warbuck areas. Yeah. Um, the Teenage Five Group, a uh, five-piece band, so they're pretty cool. They're, uh, yeah, 17-year-old. That's how Silverchair started out, even younger. And uh, what kind of music is it? A lot of originals. They do a lot of originals. So it's pretty rough, grunge, and yeah, pretty cool. How are you, Josh? Good, mate. Sir. Who, who do you? Uh, who should I look out for? Uh, My Echo. My Echo. They're I have cool. heard of them. Tell me a bit about yeah. them. Where are they from? What do they sound like? Uh, just a Melbourne group. Uh, basically, balls out rock, like sort of that uh, living Andy Melbourne sound. Oh yeah. They're fantastic. Hey, Pete. How are you? Good, mate. Yourself? Good. What do you got for me? Electric Mary. Electric Mary are a it's great band. Out of nowhere. Yeah, they've been around for a while now. They must have yeah. been. I think back in the old first time we did uh, the night show back in 2010, we actually had them on as one of our radar bands from memory. Yeah, no, that's all. And just like, you know what I mean? They're like, I've heard of them, but just their, their energy made on stage. Like, they were at the, uh, the Def Leppard gig and, uh, you know, opened up there and made, like, just. Just the sound, the quality of them, God, they're so tight together, mate. And like, I reckon for you know a standout band for 2015, you know, new. Well, they're not newcomers, but they're yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, so yeah, I do. Just, yeah. Hey, and Stefan. Okay, so I love you, dude. Oh, that's nice. I'll give you a kiss after this. But firstly, tell me about a band. Mark Cashin. Yep. And the Little Pussies. Mark Cashin and the. 
Little, little hussies, I have heard of them. And again, I think we played them on Homegrown too. Sydney Central Coast. Right, okay. Hey, I'm going to go and dig them up to have a listen to as well. Thanks, Stefan. No worries, man. You guys rock. Shane's on the phone with another band we need to look out for next year. How are you, buddy? Good, chill. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Who have you got for me? Delacoma. They came in during Homegrown, and I was really yeah. impressed with them because they had a great deal of swagger about them. They had a touch of the Motley Crew about them, I thought. Absolutely, man. I think you interviewed Dell at some stage in yeah. Sydney, and you were going to see him at a gig, but I think it's when they had that massive storm up in Sydney. They were going to go to somewhere like the Good God Club or somewhere like that, from memory. And it was a small yeah. venue, and it's midweek, and I couldn't go. But yeah, they're a good band, mate. I appreciate that, Shane. Yeah, get on to their single, My Kind of Woman, and moving on to something new. Fantastic. Great. Uh Sammy X was telling me about this. Now that The Force awakens with all of the vibe that's going without the new Star Wars film, there's a whole bunch of Star Wars-related porn movies that, since this one's come out, have seen a 500% increase in DVDs. In fact, Star Wars 3X is doing extremely well. One of the highest budget ever for a porn movie. Only made about, only cost about eleven million to make. Although when you think about eleven million, that's rather a lot for a porn. Some of the stuff that I've seen, you know. Some of the stuff I've made. But anyway, uh, the filmmakers say that the parody's really good and there's some great stuff like Sex Wars, Porn Wars, and my favourite, Star Wars. And so I thought maybe I could jump aboard the bandwagon as well. So spending a little bit of time in front of the TV today, watching some Star Wars movies and some porn movies, and you can probably guess which one I enjoyed the most. Here we go. I've got my own version of Star Wars porn. If you only knew the power of the dark side. Oh, my God. Everything is proceeding as I have foreseen. You don't know the power of the dark side. Oh my god. <clears throat> so Sammy X, you know how excited you were about the goats that sing a Christmas song in order to aid charity and for people who don't have any money can have a goat? I love the goats. You did, you love the goats. All of the parts of this Christmas carol are being sung by genuine goats. I think there actually is a goat called a genuine goat too, by the way. Merry goatness. <laughs> oh, man. It's the ultimate album. You've got to give to everybody in the family, even people you like. Are you going to get me one for Christmas, Phil? Oh, absolutely. But further to that, and I know that you found a bunch of cats singing a Christmas carol today. I do like cats, don't I? And I thought it being the season of Star Wars, what about if we could have a Christmas carol sung by Chewbacca? What? Yeah, 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 yeah. It does. But you know what? I just see all of the trouble in the world, all of the strife, all of the miscommunication, all of the xenophobia, and I hear Chewbacca singing a Christmas carol, and everything feels right about the world. 
Amen to that. <laughs> we may find this a bit disturbing. He held me. No! Triple M, the rubber room.